Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Corbello Starks, a.k.a. Who That Nigga, and welcome to the world according to Starks. It is March the 18th of 2022, and more importantly, we're getting ready for the news, ladies and gentlemen. And I gotta say, this is gonna be a very crazy Friday, if you know what I mean. Now, a lot of you might think that, you know, certain things I say is very offensive, but then again, you must know the most important thing in this world no one gives a fuck. Not even me. Now, before we get on to this, I'd like to say RIP to Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon. That's right. The 63-year-old professional wrestler who started out in the mid-90s as Razor Ramon in the WWE. He was pretty much an icon, a former Intercontinental Champion, and a multiple tag team champion with Sixpack and Kevin Nash, Hollywood Hogan, who made the NWO. So more importantly, I would say that sometimes bad times may last, but bad guys do. I think I didn't... Hold on, let me say it again. He said, dreams do come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. And we're going to keep that monumental going for Scott Hall, RIP, Razor Ramon, you are a superstar in the making and people have been making songs about this man for quite some time so without a shot of a doubt let's get on to the news and ladies and gentlemen wendy williams on wells fargo battle i want to see my money show her the money wendy williams hit back at her bank wells fargo claims that she needs a guardian to oversee her affairs telling good morning america thursday she does not want that they say that I need somebody to handle my accounts, and I don't want that. I want all my money, Williams told ABC Morning Show during a phone interview. I want to see all my money that I worked hard for my entire life. My entire life. She continued, I don't lie, and I don't cheat, and I don't steal. I am an honest, hardworking person. No, you are a out-of-work bitch who likes to talk bad about celebrities and spilling the tea. More like I... Then you could spill blood in your mouth when someone punches you in it. But as Page Six previously reported, Wells Fargo froze the former shock jockette's accounts after claiming she was an incap incap incapacitated person who needed a guardship, a guardianship, which she denied. Wendy wants the world to know that she strenuously denies all allegations about her mental health and well-being. Williams' lawyer, LaShawn Thomas, said in a statement to Page Six in February. Thomas maintained that Williams, who was 57 years old, was doing fine and as of and was of sound mind after her former fiance, fi oh, for fiance advisor Lloyd Schiller claimed that the opposite leading Wells Fargo to cut off access to her millions of dollars. Williams doubled down on Good Morning America, saying that she is absolutely of sound in mind and accusing the bank of lying about her. Well, you know when people want a control of their accounts, they are saying anything including something crazy like that about me she said i want to spend more time with my family and you know working out and waiting for the responses to my money situation in wells fargo and they don't like that the lawsuit was first public but it was sealed days later after williams filed for a restraining order against her bank despite williams suffering from graves disease complications of reported mental health check and COVID-19, all during her hiatus, the former radio host insisted she is in tip-top shape. My health is very well. I actually had a few appointments she shared. You know, I'm 57 now, but I have the mind and body of a 25-year-old because she's 
feeling so youthful. She also says she will be returning to a daytime talk show, even though she has officially been replaced by Sherry Shepard. And ladies and gentlemen, that goes to show you that a 57-year-old woman who was about to be 60 in another couple of years, realizing that she's lied about, I want to see my money. Wells Fargo will never let you see your money. Not in your state. Not in your mind. Hell, you lost your fucking mind thinking that was a possibility. Because let's take this into accountability. You have to realize there are rules to this game, Wendy. And you talk about you're going to be returning back to your show. <laughs> I doubt that shit. You ain't going to return back to your show. You might as well return a bullet back outside of your fucking head. Because no one wants to see you on TV, Wendy. Hell, no one wants to hear from you on the radio. And it's kind of sad that way. <laughs> Trevor Noah responds to Kanye West attack. And it breaks my heart. Trevor Noah has taken a compassionate approach to addressing Kanye West's recent attack involving racial slurs hurled at the South African comic. Damn, here we go again, Noah38 began his lengthy response to West, who's 44, within the comment section of his now-deleted post referring to the host as... Well, I am not going to say that word, because frankly, I don't know what that means anymore. He went on to praise West's musical genius and shared how the producer's work as affected his life in a screenshot captured by TMZ. I thought differently about how I spent my money because of you. I learned to protect my childlike creativity from grown thoughts because of you. Shit, I still smile every time I put on a seatbelt because of you. The Comedy Central personality shared. After confessing that Yee has been an indelible part of his life, Noah goes on to say it breaks my heart to see you like this, referring to Wes's latest social media antics. I don't care if you support Trump. I don't care if you roast Pete. I do, however, care when I see you on a path that's dangerously close to peril and pain. He then implored that the Donda artist to learn the difference between fighting for his family and fighting with his family, adding that the latter has often led to tragedy. And the face that Kanye makes is definitely a tragedy. I've woken up too many times and read headlines about the men who have killed their exes, their kids, and themselves. I never want to read that headline about you. As for Wes's use of the word, I don't want to say it. Noah had this to say. Clearly some people graduate, but we still stupid. Don't ever forget the biggest races ever played on the black people was teaching us to strip each other of our blackness whenever we disagree. Kanye wrapping up wrapping up with a bit of levity. Noah called West Kenbaye. Play on streets, play on words, funny as shit. While adding that maybe they can share a laugh together in the future. West bashed the Daily Show host for def- defending his soon-to-be ex-wife Kim Kardashian with the controversial post eventually leading to the rapper being suspended from Instagram for 24 hours. I'd be surprised if he was suspended a little bit more because, more importantly, Kanye West lost his fucking mind. And when I mean lost his mind, I'm talking about he hasn't took his fucking medication in a very long time and it's very scary for a black man who's lost his marriage to Kim Kardashian who's now with Pete Davidson and now Kanye West wants her back by doing this shit. Give me a motherfucking break. Ladies and gentlemen, I could be wrong in these situations. I could be a little bit off. But you lost the war to Kim Kardashian. You lost the war to Pete Davidson. 
threatening Pete Davidson was pretty much a fucked up notion. But now, more importantly, you think it to yourself, you're going to win Kim Kardashian back and call Trevor Noah a coon? Seriously? Are you fucking kidding me? Kanye's got more enemies than he has friends. And to be quite honest, no one knows it by now. And more Kanye West ass-kicking from a situationable standpoint by the king of comedy, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey advises Kanye against D.L. Hughley beef. We from an ass-whooping era. Harvey and Hughley's friendship dates back decades, and the talk show host chimed in on the controversy. Pull, our, pull up, says Harvey. It was only a matter of time before Steve Harvey entered the chat. This week has been yet another uproar for Kanye West, as he has targeted his fellow entertainers who have criticized his behavior. The Daily Show host Trevor Noah shared his opinions about the ongoing public drama involving West and the ex-rapper's ex-wife Kim Kardashian, and Noah deemed it to be terrifying harassment. Comedian radio host D.L. Hughley also called out West, accusing the rap mogul of stalking his ex while the world watched. West didn't appreciate the comments and shared several social media posts insulting them both, as well as a few aimed at Pete Davidson. He referred to Hughley as a has-been and insulated that he wasn't all that funny. The exchange hasn't gone unnoticed by Steve Harvey, and Harvey came in full circle. Even though we talk bad about Steve Harvey every now and then, but you know how that goes. Harvey and Hughley's close relationship dates back to decades as they would tour the stand-up comedy circuit together in 2000. They starred in the Spike Lee direct classic, The Original Kings of Comedy, along with Cedric the Entertainer and Bernie Mac. R.I.P. to Bernie Mac, by the way. And everyone in the group has gone on to the successful careers and included their own TV shows. While on the Steve Harvey Morning Show this week, Harvey addressed the social media conflict between Wes and Hughley, offered a bit of advice for the rapper. Wes wrote on social media that he he can afford to hurt Hughley, and Harvey nor Hughley has taken that threat lightly. Look, come on, man. Come on, dog. Pull up, man. It ain't what you want. Harvey said in the show, if y'all do get to scrapping all my cash is on DL, we from an ass whooping era. DL ain't your problem. Don't go out there against that man's family. Wes has repeatedly, reportedly been suspended for Instagram after Meta disciplined him from bullying, harassment, and hate speech. You know, Steve Harvey does have a point there. You you shouldn't be talking about D.L. Hughley. Hughley's been in the game for as long as I can remember, and all of a sudden your silly ass is making some threats on D.L. Hughley and Trevor Noah? These motherfuckers are feeling sorry and feeling bad for you about how you're going rock bottom, but instead you're going out there making diss songs, and you should be getting your ass killed right about now. But like the great Steve Harvey would say, this is an ass whooping era. They're from the ass whooping era. Do you want to get your ass whooped? I'm just saying, straight up and down. That's just how I feel. Because more importantly, if DL knocks you the fuck out, which I know he will, more importantly, you're gonna be, you're gonna have your face ended up like that song you used to make called "Through the Wire." Because all of a sudden, if DL punches you in the motherfucking face, it's going through the wire. And ladies and gentlemen, porn star Angelina Please, 24, found dead after going missing. The porn community is in mourning the loss of an adult film star, Angelina Please, who was found dead after going missing for nearly a week. She was 24. 
Police reportedly found the body of the entertainer whose real name was Francesca Elizabeth in her Las Vegas home on Tuesday. While responding to calls saying that she hadn't been seen or heard in five days, AVN reported. There repeatedly, there were no signs of foul play or violence at her house at the time. The Clark County Medical Examiner hasn't disclosed further details regarding Pleas' time of death or autopsy results as the case is still pending, according to the Sun. The Post has reached out for a comment from the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department and the medical examiner. Neighbor and fellow porn star Aspen Brooks has previously begged for information on police's whereabouts via Twitter. While she was missing in a follow-up post, they tweeted, I'm at a loss for words, went to go check up on my friend after she had been missing, only to find out we lost an amazing person. One of the best friends my neighbor, the person... I would gossip with about everything. She was just 24 years old. R.I.P. baby girl. I'll be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't know like her very much. And more importantly, it took me a while, you know, but it's really crazy. And I I never watched any of her videos. I've I've never seen situations like this before. But I do realize one thing. She must have been the star in the making but go, like finding out, like boom, she's dead at twenty four after going missing. It's really weird because America's gone completely fucked up, and I don't know how to like you know, I don't know how to scramble this in my head. But uh, R.I.P. to you, seriously. And finally, part of the news that I don't want to speak about, but I'm gonna speak it anyway. Man caught after trying to rape woman, interviewing him for a job. Here's the sick part. Shamik Dunn, a 26-year-old from Alabama, has been arrested after he was accused of raping a 19-year-old. The woman was interviewing him for a position at a tanning salon. Fortunately, Dunn wrote his real name on the application. Dunn has been charged with first-degree attempt rape and first-degree kidnapping. On Friday, the 19-year-old at Palm Beach Tan called authorities... She stated that she was contemplating hiring Dunn during the interview when the incident occurred. Dunn then left the location as the woman was left with bruises and cuts as she was able to fight him off. After learning that Dunn used his actual name on the application, authorities were able to track him at his residence and apprehend him. Dunn is now in custody at the Jefferson County Jail in Birmingham and his bond is set at $90,000. I gotta say this, ladies and gentlemen, you can't be that much of a fucking moron to thinking that you're gonna get a job, put your real name on it, and then all of a sudden, like, prepare to rape somebody at worst. And it's fucking disturbing for certain situations because not only that, and I can say this out loud, but you can't rape a 19-year-old thinking you're gonna get away with it. I mean, too bad you didn't get the job, and too bad you were horny, but on a job interview, nigga, and he was a black man too, I'm not trying to de defend a guy, but raping a 19 year old, if that was a 17 year old, they would have cut your dick off and set you on fire, bro, that's fucking disturbing, on all sides, sheesh, and afterwards, ladies and gentlemen, this is probably a bonus one for you, because uh, more importantly, it's crazy, number one, Juicy Smollett. 
Yeah, Dave Chappelle said it, and guess what? I'm going to say it too. Juicy Smollett brother claimed actor is in jail, psych ward. It's an outrage. Juicy Smollett is being held in a psych ward at a Chicago jail, and his brother is flipping out. A 39-year-old Empire actor who remains at the Cook County Jail after being sentenced to five months behind bars for staging a hate crime was thrown into the war because of paperwork snafu, his brother claims. What's very concerning is that there was a note attached to the paperwork today and it said on the front of his jail cell that he is at risk of self-harm. Jacqui Smollett said on Instagram, I want to just make, make it clear to folks that he is in no way, shape, or form at risk of self-harm, and he wants to let folks know that he is very stable, he's very strong, he's very healthy, and ready to take on the challenge that ultimately has put up against him. The sibling said in the post Saturday, this is not right, Joe Molette said. This is a complete lack of justice. It's angry. It's an outrage. Officials said last week that Juicy Smouillet, who ran it that he was unsuicidal as he was hauled out of the court Thursday, would be held in protective custody. In a statement last week, authorities said that the trouble actor was only in the war because it's one of the areas in the jail where high-profile inmates are housed. Mr. Smouillet is not being held in solitary confinement, the Cooks County Sheriff's Office said in a statement. The use of solitary confinement was abolished at the Cook County Jail in 2016, and any claim that he is being held in the manner is false. The sheriff says Smouillet is given substantial time out of his cell and is able to use the telephone, watch television, and interact with the staff. Those protocols are routinely used for individuals ordered into protective custody who may potentially be at risk of harm due to the nature of their charges. Their profession of or the noteworthy status, the statement said. Juicy Smouillet was found guilty on five counts of felony disorderly conduct and after an eight-day trial stemming from the stage 2019 assault. The actor claimed that he was the victim of a racist homophobic attack in downtown Chicago of 2019, and investigators later determined that he conspired with two brothers to stage the attack because he was unhappy with his empire pay. I told you, ladies and gentlemen, I fucking told you that this shit with Juicy Smouillet, of all people, was going down in history as the worst. And I, I swear, he was not happy with his motherfucking pay. Come on. I've been telling you this for years. And more importantly, now that Empire is off the air, it's all Juicy Smouillet's fault. It's not Taraji Henson's fault. It's not Terrence Howard's fault. It's not that kid who used to play like um, on that New Edition Lifetime movie. No, it's Juicy Smouillet's fault. And you're making the family of the Smouillet family hella bad. Especially Journey Bell Smouillet, who did that HBO show that got canceled after one fucking season. You just mad because you're not getting the money that you deserve. This is what it's all about. You decided to put a little stage in 2019. Talk about you got jumped by racist make America great again, motherfuckers. And then afterwards, you're thinking it was a fucking joke. I, on the other hand, would just say this straight up and down. You did this to yourself, Juicy. And you're going to pay for it. You're going to be in jail and you have to do the time. You may not get no small roles. You might not get no movie roles. You might not be getting no scripts. But as far as I'm concerned, this is is your fault and you have to deal with it every day for the rest of your pathetic life 
Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is the world according to Starks. And I got to say, it's crazy to be doing my podcast. Uh, it's 9, 10 p.m. right now. So more importantly, I'd like to thank everybody who are listening to it. And uh want to say thank you, of all people, who are listening to The World According to Starks. I hope you have a great evening. I'll be back Saturday with another episode. And I hope you guys realize straight up and down, this is how I do my thing. And you got to respect it, too. And R.I.P. to Tracy Braxton, R.I.P. to Scott Hall, a.k.a. the bad guy. Peace.